like growing up in Pritchard, I know uh, Bird is from Pritchard as well. Like, like I grew up, Bird, you may be familiar. I grew up on Montgomery Street in a garage, a garage apartment behind my grandmother's house. So the house I'm living in now, we didn't see houses like that. And I just didn't think that I would ever be in a position to ever afford a house. Like, like I, 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 success to me was like a nice two bedroom apartment or whatever. See. What up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg, joined with my co-hosts, Buff and Rozzy. But before we get started, we have a very special guest, one of our fellow classmates from John L. LaFleur, class of 99. We call her Bird. You might know her as LaShondra Holmes. Please take it away, Bird. Introduce yourself to the peoples. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi there, um, podcast land. So I am LaShondra Holmes Young, aka Bird. And My bad, I forgot the I, Holmes. Yeah, you okay. got it's the okay. Young. That's, that's Holmes. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's okay. So so now so now twenty some years after high school, I am now a fashion influencer. I work with different brands. Basically, they give me their stuff. I put it on my blog and they pay me to do so. I've worked with Neutrogena. I work with, with DSW, Express, Sex Fifth Avenue, just to name a few. And of course, I was on the cover of Red Book Magazine in 2016. That was exciting. Yes, that was dope. And that was dope. Do y'all remember that? Of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, more things are happening, and I'm just excited. So it is all right. So basically, we got a celebrity on the show. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you absolutely yeah. are. <laughs> so, fellas, tell 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 us what's going on with you. What's on your mind, fellas? I mean, I'm just admiring her shirt right now. Uh, Bird has on a shirt of herself, <laughs> and she's like posing. And and I want to say, does she does she kind of look like Megan Good? Who, who does she remind you of on that shirt, man? Yeah, yeah, that that's a that's definitely a Megan Goodish type of uh, vibe yeah. it's giving me. <laughs> but she has a short hair. I've never heard Megan Good. I like Megan Good though. But let me get let me, let me tell you the backstory of this shirt. I was getting ready to go to New York Fashion Week, and I wanted Flex. this. I wanted this dope shirt. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I'm keep so I wanted this. <laughs> Did you get that? Okay, Flip. <laughs> yeah, I was here right for New York Fashion Week, right? Second time, and so I wanted this dope shirt of of like this fashion icon. So I was getting ready to purchase one, and I said, thought to myself, I would not, I would not spend twenty dollars to have another person on my body. So mm-hmm. I took a picture, my favorite picture my favorite picture at that time and I emailed it to a local vinyl company and I said, Hey, y'all ironed this on my shirt. <laughs> and why <laughs> nice. Well I don't know if, I don't know if y'all catch the subtle flexes in there, but the flex count is at up to three. Just just, just in case everybody doesn't know the flex count. She did have a couple humble brags. <laughs> For me, man, uh, I just want to shout out to the last kingdom. So I, I was having a little bit of an epiphany of 
everybody's been in the house for four weeks, five weeks, six weeks. And I don't think I've seen anybody say that they're re-watching Game of Thrones. One of the best series up until the final season in history. Nobody wants to rewatch it because of that. And then, so I was kind of having that epiphany and I thought about, hey, what else is good out there? So I found this show on Netflix called The Last Kingdom. Uh, it's about Vikings and England and all that stuff. So it gives me that kind of Game of Thrones vibe without the dragons. Uh, it's more realistic, but man, it's good. I, I binged the first season the night I watched it. It was on a weekday and I stayed up to three o'clock binging that first season just to uh, see what was happening. So if you want to go check it out, it's a really good uh, series. Well, I'm going to keep the party going and I'm going to start talking about Bird because um. <laughs> For all you guys that don't know, like, I like fashion. I'm not as uh, bold as a young bird here, but uh, I love fashion. So I got to start talking about fashion. So you got to let us know. I know we're uh, on lockdown and stuff like that, and everybody's trying to get their post-corona body vibes going and stuff like that. That's why we got the the challenge we do every week with our uh, health group. Mm What's going on? What's mm-hmm. hot this what's hot this summer? What what's the new look? What I need to get ready for? Or is the plaid coming back in? Stripes, you know what I'm saying? I almost thought I was gonna wear um the the romper and stuff like a few summers ago. Like I need I need to know what's going on. Yes, yes, I would no. I would no. So what was gonna happen was my old my old company, we had a president's <laughs> club. It was supposed to be an Italian no, it was a Greek cruise, a, a five day Greek cruise. And I'm like, if I make this cruise I'm rocking a romper. Like, I'm walking on the boat with a romper. Like, that was my thing. The the romper, man, ain't nothing wrong with the romper. I I can't wait till Sherman hit his episode. (laughs) I don't give a damn with Sherman. (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) Hey, man, I'm telling you, I would have had a photo shoot, too. Trust me. If I Greek a Greek island cruise, all expense paid, I'm, I was walking, and I was telling my coworkers, I'm walking on the boat with my romper on, and I'm, I'm letting you know. I might have got mine custom made just for me, but that's not where we're going. That's why I was saying that was that was a. So what's in this summer? I like the confidence, by the way. Um, so basically, oh, I feel. So basically, somebody mentioned plaid and stripes. Plaids and stripes will always be in. So remember that. Um, you know, I'm all into classics. I'm all, I'm all into classic pieces. I'm not into a lot of trendy pieces. Sure. So anything. Mm-hmm, so into me. And honestly, I don't really keep up with the trends. I get confused on the trends sometimes. I think the trends can be ugly sometimes, but that's just my my personal style. So, but one thing that would never go out of style, like it, like for any season, or like your classic button downs, your classic t-shirts, your V-neck tops. Man, get you some V-neck t-shirts. V-neck V-neck t-shirts look will look good on any man. I don't care your body type. I don't care your size. Get you go to Walmart. Or order online and get you some V-neck T-shirts. And men, stop wearing big clothes. Big clothing is not in. Get some clothing that is tapered to your body. That that is that that you know kind of just lay on your body. You don't want all that extra extra material just out there. Just get know your you body some, type. Some yes, know your body type. But I'm gonna tell you this, men. Some of you guys think wearing fitted clothing is is not in, but no. We want to see your bodies, okay? 
So wear those T-shirts so we can see those arms, wear those T-shirts so we can see those shoulders, wear those T-shirts so we can see your chest. So if you have to ask me what it's in this summer, those V-neck T-shirts, those crew neck T-shirts, and those shirts that are fitted to your body. So the, yeah. the women, the women like eye candy too, huh? Oh yeah. Yes, we, <laughs> yes. And we don't want to see no baggy clothes on you. This ain't nineteen ninety. I've, I've been trying to tell people for years, man. You got to do form fitting, and when I started making enough to buy Thank stuff you. that fit my body, oh yeah, that's what I'm all about. Yeah, very yeah. good. But, uh, yes. But no, uh, so that's for the men. I need to know what's in oh, for the women is, su- is sundress season coming back because that's what really uh, that's uh, we're gonna miss it I'm scared we're gonna right miss it first of all <laughs> you know what I hope y'all do miss it oh, <laughs> I hope y'all oh. do miss sundress season yeah, man, you just I'm got so y'all in <laughs> sundress and, season and is the like thing. a classic and, and, and here's the thing with, here's the thing with sundress season it doesn't matter the print with you guys. It can be the ugliest sundress. As long as y'all see whatever it is that y'all want to see, y'all no. are giving it a hand clap. No! I'm, 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 I'm shallow. <laughs> I, I judge. I'm judgy. <laughs> I ain't so lie. I'm judgy. I am judgy. So I, I, I need to see. I, but I, I respect the nice sundress that flows. I'm like, okay. Okay. But I just want to make sure that what are the dates of sundress season because I don't want COVID-19 to pa- help pass this by. I don't want to miss out. I like want to make Order sure. Day to Labor Day or something like that. Well, here's the thing. Depending on which side of the country that you're on, the sundress season may start a little earlier in the south and maybe a little later in the north. So when you start getting those consistent temperatures of 80 and above, then ladies, you can wear your sundresses. But ladies, if you must wear your sundresses, Mm -hmm. make sure they are to your feet and make sure you have on the proper undergarments. And that includes bras, and that includes girdles. If you have to, my, my grandmother. We ain't asked girdles. all that, bird. We ain't. We, we, no, but so, so they supposed to wear the underwear. See, I thought it was part of no underwear with yes. the sundress season. Like that. <laughs> exactly. That, no. <laughs> don't they? Don't those are synonymous? I mean, no, no, no. that is that, no. That is per. That is per the male requirements. No, ladies, please put on you some underwear, honey. Uh, no, unless you want to no. get chose. Everything that ladies, jibbles, if you want to get chose. Unless you want to get... Matter of fact, I just saw on Facebook, this this lady literally made a post and said, I shouldn't have worn this sundress to Lowe's because all the men were attacking her. You knew better. It's sundress season, man. It's when, first, it's, it's especially first during out, COVID, like you, you know got to think about it. Yeah, we they it's ain't out like season. seeing folks on a, on a regular basis, so... You know, back, back when we get deployed, we used to call it's them desert queens. So, you know, where like they're, they're girls that just kind of they're OK in the States. But then when you get deployed, they bump up a little bit. So, the little, little Italian chick. You remember little Italian yeah. chick? No, 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 no. The, the fake chick. <laughs> what Let you me tell y'all something, man. Oh, God. No, no I didn't call her no. nothing. That was <laughs> no, you. No, Offering her a Twinkie. <laughs> so, man, we do not want to be treated as pets. Mm-hmm. No, we got deployed to Afghanistan. We were on uh, pretty much 99.9% all male post. 
And so I think we had one lady with us and were there one or two other ladies on the whole post? Yeah, I think there was like three total, uh, one at the two at the FARP and then one actually on the base with us. Yeah. Yes. And so there was a there was one who was actually I guess she was a we call her the Desert Queen. She was fairly attractive, but she ended up leaving. And so there was one chick who was uh, pleasantly plump. We'll call her that. And so rising. Now this is this is twenty two year old rising. He was very uh, uncouth. And so he used to whisper to her like, "Hey, bad." Bitch. That was rising. That was rising. Yeah, he no. would try to get her attention. He would try I, to get her attention. Yeah, Fergal's the one just like, "Hey, bad." Bitch. I got a twin here, fat. <laughs> no, that was rising. So All rising. Man, I hope the ladies are judging y'all right now. Thank that God. Right. That was 22 year old rising. That was almost 20 years ago. Thank God for maturity. Jesus, please don't do that now because you would get slapped. No, nah, it was just, he wouldn't say it loud enough. It was just his his ongoing joke. That's that, all uh, it was. Gotcha. So, trying to get attention. I want to go back to the the humble brag of a fashion influencer. So how do you become an influencer? Because I think a couple of us like me, you you guys know, I was I was trying to run like Jenica Kimberly and that that social Mm -hmm. media. Byron is running ours and he's blowing that up. And so we appreciate that buff. But at the same time, how do you like get that influencer status and and, like grow that social media following? So. Okay, so basically how you become this uh, like a fashion influencer or any type of influencer is when you can generate revenue. So basically, if you can post something on your social media and that allows your followers to then click on another link to purchase something, you are now an influencer. You because now you have the ability to influence other people to spend money. So basically people or brands pay me and not just pay me it can be like, you know, I can like I can give them a service in exchange for a, a shoe or a pair of shoes or something. So basically, if I can run my followers, even if it's just 10 clicks to a link that is, um, you know, traffic to their site and possible more revenue for them. So that's how you become an influencer. Basically, if you can put something on your post and generate traffic and generate revenue. How did you do, how did you get there though? That's big. I mean, I can post something. I can post the keys. I can post a solution to life, secret of life. And people might not click on on my post right now. I feel like I've watched the you, journey too. Yeah, yeah. You have. Yeah. Let me tell you why. Because we are naturally attracted to clean lines. And here's another flex and pretty things. Damn. <laughs> I was wondering how you were going to answer that. Oh, got it. You got it. All right. Got it. Got it. So basically, if your pictures look good, and, and unfortunately, people don't do well. People don't do well with just words. We want to see something that looks good. And if it looks good, guess what your followers are going to do? If she looks like that or if he looks like that, I'm going to look like that, too. And now you have created this image in their head and, and again, creating more traffic and creating more revenue. So what I did was I started taking 
better pictures. I hired a, I hired a photographer. I started, um, I did my own research in magazines, um, you know, online. I even reached out to, you know, different bloggers at that time. And it was like, Hey, like, what are you doing? Like, what's the secret? But even when they would give me their own advice, I would say that isn't working for me. So I, I just found my own niche, which was show them who is Bird, this goofy person sometimes who is from Alabama, who has this very, very twangish. I talk, I'm, oh, I'm twangy. It's definitely, twang. definitely a southern twang. Oh, yeah. C- country. Yeah. yeah, country. Yes. And so, yes, yes. So that in itself draws people. Oh, my God, I love how you speak or what have you. And I didn't know you were that short. So basically, I just started taking pretty pictures. Um, I hired a photographer. I did my own research. And honestly, I just put myself out there. There were like a lot of a lot of contests like posts out there. And I just submitted my pictures and I told them who I was and and they featured me on their page. And some of these pages had like 200,000 followers. One page featured me had like over a million followers. So I just kind of grew from there. And then, and of course I am a fashion influencer. So people like what I have on. And so it starts the conversation. Where did you get that shirt? Where did you get those pair of jeans? Where did you get those pair of shoes? Hey, click the link in my bio. So I just, I just consistently started, you know, doing that and bada boom, bada bam. I started with what, 3000 followers when I got on, maybe 500 followers when I got on Instagram. Now I'm up to over 60,000 at that flex in there for me, please. Thank you. And we're hoping for that, uh, that free share, <laughs> three brothers, no sense. <laughs> when this episode is dropped, just throw that <laughs> <Yes>. out there. <laughs> Yeah, right, that, that, right. That definitely. <laughs> that, that gets you extra place points. <laughs> uh, right. That's funny. And um, so, yeah, I just found, and, 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 it, and it goes for you guys and, and you know, whomever else is, is listening, find out what the people like. People like what I wear and people like my hair. What I like, I mean, of course, how I dress, my hair and my lipstick. What lipstick are you wearing? Who did your hair? And what are you wearing? So I realized this is what my followers like. So, hey, let me just kind of monetize that a little bit. And that's what I did. Hence, the online boutique shop inside out. We're going on four years. And that's how we started monetizing at that time, I had 20,000 followers. And um, even then, I asked myself, how can I monetize 20,000 followers? And I started doing my, again, I started doing more research and I signed up for like this wholesale out in, out in LA and I was beginning to do some things. And then my, my best friend came to me one day and say, Hey, Bird, how do you uh, feel about having an online clothing store? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Let's do this. <laughs> and so, and so, at that time, some like some company was actually offering not company, but like an organization was offering like a grant, and the grant consisted of them giving us X amount of money. And yeah, well, actually, we had to put up X amount of money, and then they actually matched it. So they it was like double the money, but. Before they match what we put in, we had to take different courses. We had to do a, um, a business plan. We had to meet with the coach. And that literally took about a year and a half. And that was four years ago. So from point A to where we are now, we have seen uh, major, major growth. We have shipped literally all over the world. 
met some incredible people and while we doing it making making money Hey, I like so money. that's 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 where we are. I know Listen, we all make money. Yeah, I know, praise God. The, the thing about that is, so many people think overnight success happens overnight, and just no. listening to your story and how it took a year and a half from idea of an online mm-hmm. boutique to it actually launching. That's a year and a half mm-hmm. of grinding um, before it even yes. launches. So, so many people want to be like, Oh, I want to, I want to spend a hundred dollars and get $800 back and I'm going to flip this hundred dollars. Y- y'all got to put in the work. Yeah. If you really trying to grow a business, grow a brand, grow anything, you got to put in that mm-hmm. work and you got to grind slow. Um, and then um, it, it's that, it's that one thing that pops it and be like, okay, boom, now you're big. And, and it, and like I say, it's mm-hmm. the, the overnight success doesn't happen overnight. It's that, that overnight part is the one big thing that happened to like blow you up. So, right. Exactly. Kudos, mm-hmm. man. And kudos. That, thank you, honey. And even now we are still growing. We are still learning, you know, it, and, and keep in mind, we both still work full time jobs. So it, oh, it is literally, literally around the clock. Cause mostly when, when, when the world is sleeping, I'm up answering customer service. I'm up answering customers' emails. So it's, it's, it's a lot, but I love it and I wouldn't change anything, anything about it. So if you had anything to tell our listeners who are looking to start their own business, cause the majority of our listeners are women. Um, and, mm-hmm. um, Maybe they, they have a passion similar to yours or something along that line. If you had to tell them one thing, what would that be? This sounds so cliche, but God knows it is the truth. We have, especially women, we have all these ideas in our, in our head and we have our friends telling us, girl, just know that. Yes, yes, that's a good idea. But guess what? But step one is just to start. You have to literally start. And starting means putting yourself out there. I've been doing this four and a half, well, five years as, as far as blogging. And every single time I have to go live, every single time I post a picture, I am nervous. So I can imagine, not even, ima- well, yes, I can imagine how, you know, possibly other women feel, you know, about starting. You have to start. You have to start. You have to be scared. It is okay to be scared. You are going to be fearful. You are going to mess up. You are going, you know, everybody isn't going to like you. I still have a problem with that, but they didn't like it. Why they didn't like it? You know, but guess what? That's just life. They are <laughs> they like yeah. Jesus. But, um, but no, they didn't. She just but, compared you know, herself to Jesus. <laughs> I think so. That, that is definitely a flex. <laughs> You know, me, Jesus, all the greats. Me, Jesus, they ain't draft Brady to the seventh round. Listen, down the back LeBron, MJ, you know that thing. Yes. Whitney Houston, I mean, what? So, yeah, so, but yeah, seriously, I would, I would just tell them, like, ladies, just start, be scared, be scared as hell doing it. But guess what? You, you may be scared, but you have a whole lot of people supporting you. I appreciate that. I did not think that would be your advice, but now that I think about it, that is probably. Really? Oh, sorry. No, 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 not, not in a bad way. You know, it's. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Uh, my my one of my old managers told me like Tavares, sometimes you have analysis paralysis. You can think everything <laughs> out, but mm-hmm. you won't start. And so 
I really take that to heart because we started, my wife and I, just, you know, a friend of mine started a business a few months ago. Um, but it was the fact we had to start. We had to go out and invest the money and stuff like that. So, right. But I've been mm-hmm. talking about it for months. So we officially started investing in like my wife. She's a entrepreneur herself. And I give her credit because mm-hmm. she is not scared to start start over mm. start something new like so that yep. that's 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 cool like that's that's really good advice so fellas anything else you guys have uh, let's do it all righty well we're gonna take a quick break we're about to uh, pay some bills since we don't have any uh sponsors like a uh, young bird here so we got to take a break real quick <laughs> the shade so we're back three brothers no sense for you all you guys that might have forgot that quick we have a special guest bird on with us today so before we bring in our questions, we got to roll out the, the red carpet, our one mic stand, and give young Rizzy, a budding comedian, a chance to entertain us. Take it away, Rizzy. All right, all right, all right. I got right. faith this today. That, I, I think y'all going to like this one. Um, I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, since then. Oh, <laughs> it always leaves that. <laughs> All right. So uh, this week, uh, I just wanted to ask you guys, uh, how do you weigh a millennial in Instagrams? You know, <laughs> no, I knew it was going to be not one that bad. That's not I, that bad. I was, I was going to say one gram at a time. I knew it was going to be something. I knew. On a graph? <laughs> on, a, on a graph? I said uh, in Instagrams. 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 Oh, Insta- oh, um, <laughs> metrics, insights. <laughs> no, that's the, that was that, that was that, the punchline. That, that's how bad the joke was. <laughs> the, the answer is Instagrams. <laughs> that's how oh, bad. Oh God! Thank you. See, oh, real time reaction. Right, right. That was good though. Right, it wasn't that. That was good though. Thank I'm you, proud thank of you for even having the even having the courage to ask the secret. Bless his heart. <laughs> Bless his heart. The ultimate shade. Bless his heart. Let him use you. Just let him use you. <laughs> <laughs> Roger, that wasn't that bad. That wasn't that wasn't that wasn't. Well, now that that's over. Uh bird. <laughs> Uh You have a question for the brothers today, so take it away. I do. You guys, I truly admire you guys' relationship, you guys' friendship. You guys have been friends since since 200 BC, right? So I just want to know. I want you guys to tell the people, or tell me, or whomever, how is it that you guys, um, you know, are able to maintain such a genuine friendship because I see it. Everybody see it. You can just feel the brotherly love through social media. Like I just, I love it. And, you know, I just wish more men, especially women can see how, you know, anything that long-term you will always have conflict. You will always have problems, but at the end of the day, loyalty matters and friendship matters and family matters. So how, how are you guys able with the three, bu- three brothers having no sense at all able to keep you guys friendship going? That's a good question. But I really want to know. I think the people want to know. This is this is an exclusive because Tavares has his head over his face. 
Orazio. I can't see Orazio. Larry's uh, crying. Wait, let me click on Sorry. him real quick. He is crying. Larry's um, crying. That's something. Um, see everybody. Right, right, Roger. You want you want to take that one first, man? I, I, I think there's one. There was a period where we kind of drifted apart, and. Oh. You know, we talked about it a little bit. Like even me and Ferg, we we talk about how we've been best friends since high school, best friends since high school. But there were three, four, five, even six months where we may not have talked to each other. Uh, but when we got back together, it almost it it instantly felt like we had been talking last week, no matter what, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But with the the larger SWAT group, if if that's kind of what we're alluding to, not just the three brothers, but the larger SWAT group, I look at it trial by fire, and we went through a lot together mm-hmm. in high school, um, and and so we gelled really really tough together with losing friends and everything, and and, mm-hmm. and having to lean on each other for that, and and it, it's one of those things that. When Sherman got locked up, we were all were mm-hmm. there and, and, you know, being mm-hmm. there for each other and talking to each other, those types of things. Uh, so it, it, it's just as time went by, we never let either one of us fall. And so I feel like we became family because of that. And so, you know how you might not talk to your family every day or all the time, but they always feel like family. So mm-hmm. over that time... Right. It would be like me and Byron might not talk for three, four months, but then all of a sudden, boom, uh-huh. we're we're like, hey, we're planning a trip to go see Sherman. So Byron, you fly down, come up for classic or whatever, and then we're gonna drive to Kansas together to go see Sherman. Like little stuff like that, where it was, it didn't matter how much time passed when we did talk and when we did come back together, it was just like we had never, um, that time didn't pass. So I think that's what it is. Like we, we didn't, we didn't feel like because time had passed and because we didn't talk to them, they were no longer our friend. And I think that's what happens. A lot of times people feel like, Oh, I haven't talked to them in six months. We're not friends anymore. And so they just roll on with their life. And so now it's awkward when y'all come back together and, and talk instead of it just being, the same as if I talked to you last week, and that's how it's always been with us. Bird, that was a good question. I don't think we've ever been been asked anything like that before. But in addition to in addition to what Rising said, I just think um, we always kind of went beyond friendship. So like it wasn't just we hang out at school and then go our separate ways. Like we would meet each other's families, go over each other's house sometimes. Mm-hmm. I know Rising' mom has cooked dinner for us numerous times. You know what I mean? Um, and we just, I know he said we kind of like fell off at one point, but we still relatively stayed in touch. And I feel like mm-hmm. we we used every uh, communication device that came out. So like, you know, at one time we had like an email chain going on. And now today, like we're all mm-hmm. in this group, group me uh, app thing mm-hmm. where we, we talk every day. But just that and just hanging out, like we created so many memories in high school with parties we would throw mm-hmm. and just hanging out, visiting one another. Like once we spread out beyond mobile, we just created memories that um, make you want to check up on that person, care about that person and see them succeed. And luckily we're not anyone that wants to see, like we're not jealous when the other one succeeds. Like me and Rosie at one time, right. 
We used to have a competition. Be like, hey, dog, I just got a raise. How much you making? Roger be like, damn, I'm going to catch you. I'm going to catch you. Don't worry about it. You know, things like that. Um, yeah. me, me, me and Wendell would brag about how much you got in our savings. Like, how much you got in your savings this month? Oh, damn, man, I have to take something out to get this car fixed, but I'm going to catch you next paycheck. So, like, right, right, right. we just genuinely be happy for one another, man. And that's that's what started it, really. Yeah, man, the fellas hit on it. You know, the beginning, I think the foundation and uh, when we were younger was really big. Even our parents saw that it was something special. You know, I remember one time we were um, we, we we had got in trouble for something. We were in Mr. Marshall's office and he, he was kind of like, hey, just drop the name and stuff like that. And it was Rosie's dad. He's like, look, these guys, he almost said, like these guys have something special. You can drop the name; it's not going to change their family. They're always going to be, and he saw it like it was very unique. And I think what it was was it was even though we kind of we drifted apart on some levels, it was like one or two degrees of separation. I might not uh-huh. talk to Byron for there was a point. But I might have talked to Byron for like two, three years, but because I talked to oh, Wendell wow. so many times, so much. Wendell will give me the the heads up on Byron. Uh-huh. Like, man, you call the Buffalo. I mean, I uh-huh. gotta call him. Like we always felt like we we felt like we were missing out when we weren't talking to somebody else. Because I might not, like I said, talk to Byron, but I was like, man, you know what? I do need to call Byron. And then I almost feel guilty because I haven't called Byron in so long, just because whatever. And you know, but I think another thing is I would say we had a nucleus. You know, one person I'll very I'll give a lot of props to that kind of really molded me and taught me about friendship is Sherman. I give him that. Yep. And I think seeing Sherman go through his trials and tribulations and being locked up, a lot of times it was almost like, man, I haven't called Sherman. I mean, Byron in two years, man, Sherman would be pissed off if you know I ain't talked to this dude in two years. Yep. Sherman would call each mm-hmm. one of us every, you know, one, and it's kind of like you have opportunities to do things and you're not taking advantage of it. And we truly, Fine. like, we were just always, we were never too far. Like, I couldn't, there's no way I could lose Byron's number because there was always somebody I could instantly talk to that had Byron's number. Right. There's no way I could mm-hmm. lose talking to certain people because it was just so, we were so close, you know. Um, and then when we came home, like Rizzy said, if we all happen to be home, oh yeah, I'm get, I got I can't be in Mobile the same weekend as Byron, no matter if I've been talked to him in two, three years, and he's in town that we we're not getting up. Like we have to. You know, and our families mm-hmm. were doing that stuff. And so it got to the point where we truly look at each other as brothers. And I think for me being in a fraternity and seeing, you know, that that friendship side and realizing that the, the friends I have is a rarity. Most people don't have this. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a yep. lot of I have some frat brothers and line brothers that are on the other side for me, like some of my best friends and I have people from home that are still my best friends. And it's like, man, I know people that can't put two, two friends together. Like they, man, man, you know, I've been in weddings where people were trying to find groomsmen and stuff like that. And I'm like, when I was thinking about getting married and having my wedding, I'm like, man, I got too many people to choose. <laughs> luckily, I didn't, luckily I didn't have, to, you know, we didn't have that wedding, but it was just like, mm-hmm. man, it was just, and then I think over the last call it five, six years, as we got, became adults and we started really, and I think I would say the last five or six years is when it really kicked back off. Maybe even yeah. longer than that now. It's as we got older and started having kids and getting married and dealing with the challenges of life, we were able mm-hmm. to deal with those together. Rising could give me advice. Byron could give me advice. 
Tabitha can give me advice. I remember the the weekend I proposed to my wife, I was staying with Byron and Tabitha in D.C. This is the first time they had met Z, but we're having a full-fledged conversation, and there were some things that were said during that that I still take with me to this day. You know, and I probably hadn't seen Tabitha or sat down and talked to Tabitha because it's just not the guy, Tabitha, in years. And so to have that conversation, it still holds true to me and plays a big part in our marriage. Like we really started gelling together and being being growing up and being adults together, too. So mm-hmm. and, and being intentional mm-hmm. about getting back together like that five, six years Fergus talking about. I, I, I look at the cabins as that that point where, OK, we really became super close again and we weren't we weren't we made a conscious decision not to let it fall back off uh and so it, to, to the listeners they may not know but uh everybody kind of buyers in dc ferg's out in houston uh and we decided we were going to go to tennessee and just get a cabin so we got a huge cabin in tennessee i think it was like 20 25 of us freddie came uh, a bunch of the folks mike was there from atlanta you know folks from mobile mm. so it was just all of us coming back together and just having a good time over the weekend letting the kids meet basically their cousins, you know, when you really kind of mm-hmm. think through it. And, mm-hmm. and so, uh, cause that's how we look at it. Like all of us are aunt, uncles and aunts, right? It's aunt tab, uncle Byron. And so letting these kids meet each other. And so that was just awesome. So it, it's, and when we did that, we just kind of kept going and kept rolling and kept like just expanding it. And I remember Ferg talked about Cooley Sherman, when when he got locked up, he was like, the only thing I ask y'all is still be y'all when I get out. And mm. like that's that that underlying fact when like just like Ferg said, when you'll be like Ferg, Sherman would be pissed at, if I hadn't checked on Byron. He'd be pissed if I didn't know what was going on with Willow. Mm-hmm. And so just having him there kind of making sure that we were good. And, you know, that was a, a proud moment when he got out and he said, man, I asked y'all to still be y'all when y'all got out and y'all are. And I was like, yeah, we are. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he he definitely is that nucleus. Bird, Bird I think we're up to... um Aww. Seven flexes for you. Eight. We're on eight. We're on on eight eight flexes for her now. And you mentioned how (laughs) you're pretty, you pretty much are an influencer now. So a lot of friends can't take that. Have you lost anybody that you were close to that got jealous of your success at all? Or did everybody stay the same? Everybody stayed the same. I have, I have some, yeah, I have some pretty amazing, level-headed, very mature friends in my corner. Oh my That's God. Good. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a clue. Like they are the ones saying, no, do it, bird. What are you afraid of? Everything. No, don't be afraid, bird. Just, you know, just do it. So no, I have, I mean, my family supports me and my, and my friends are super amazing. Like Orazio or one of you guys stated, you know, friends turn into family. I, you know, yeah. <laughs> they aren't friends anymore. They are a family. Auntie, yeah. Auntie Bird, you know, Auntie Deirdre, Auntie Don, you know, Auntie Erica, whatever. Shout out to my home girls and whatever. There you go. Yeah, yeah drop them names. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. Um, so yeah, all my friends are amazing. I cannot think of anybody that anybody that I care about, you know, that I lost. If if they aren't there, then they weren't meant to be there. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true, and that uh, that's good. I mean, because you you have to have positive when you're doing positive things, you need positive people in your corner. You know, right. and that's the I thing agree. we. We, 
I can honestly say I feel like my friends really want to see me yes. succeed and we want to see mm-hmm. each other succeed. Each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, we push each other, you know, uh, on so many different levels. And so we, we keep pushing. So I, I know I know you're going to do well just because you're you, but also the fact that you have the right people in your corner. So that's all, right. all always good, you know. Mm-hmm. So anything else, fellas, on that? Bird caught nah, a man. Car. Yes, he did. That was, I, yeah, I ain't even. That was crazy. And you know Sherman gonna get Group the big hug. head. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, Sherman gonna get Group the big hug. head on this. <laughs> Raz, we might got to get you to edit that out. No. <laughs> you guys were good. You bleep, guys bleep were vulnerable. Bleep, bleep his bleep, name bleep. out then, so he won't. We talk about him. <laughs> All right. So since it's four of us, we're only gonna do two questions, and Bird asked hers. Uh, Fur, do you want me to ask one or do you yeah, want to ask one? You know, I, I get to ask questions all the time, so right. I don't want to so, spoil the fuck. I actually had a different question, but just listening to our guest today and her journey and just to me, she just has so many accomplishments. And I, I literally feel like I've watched almost every step of her journey to where she is now. So I want to ask the three of you all, you know, during this whole pandemic time, a lot of people are down. So I think this would be a good question for people to think about. Up until this point, we're all pretty much 39, almost 40 years old. So up until this point, what has been the greatest day of your life? Raz, you might have to pause this one. <laughs> <laughs> get a fast thought on that. Bird, like, well, let's see. I got noticed that I got noticed that New York Fashion Week. Uh, Red my, my wedding, my wedding day, the magazine cover, when I had my chick, my kids. Kid, <laughs> when I reached, kid, kid, my bad. When I, when I reached sixty k on Instagram. Oh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think about when I had that feel good, that excitement. You got your answer, Rosie? I, I think so. It's going to be nuanced, though. You know, I like to give multiple answers to an answer. It's not an answer <laughs> question. It's kind of what I do. Jesus. But, uh, <laughs> I, it, it, it's hard to pick one greatest moment, you know, because it, it, you got to think your kids, right? The, the birth of your children is something special every time. So... It's it's hard to put one above the other or anything uh-huh. like that. Same thing with like you know marrying your spouse, or you know graduating, crossing, uh, you know Omega. Like th- those are key milestones in your life that you're like, okay, I made it. Hi- graduating high school, graduating college, getting a master's, like you know those types of things. So all those different things culminate in like what you are, but. I'm thinking back to one of the most influential moments in my life. So it might not have been the highest, um, but just because I'm still kind of reeling from the loss of Jenica and everything like that. As soon as you, you asked it, I went back to the first Skype message that I got from Jenica and, and like, while I was deployed again, you know, it was just kind of playing, but she Skyped me a picture and I still have that picture to this day. And it was just kind of her laying down and her, the, her hair was kind of over her eyes. So I got a little bit of her eye. The pillow was in there so you can barely see her face and everything. But that picture is still like seared in my memory because that was the moment that I, you know, it started it all. 
and and from that Skype message, all the other Skype messaging, sending the little dance emojis back and forth. Like I told y'all the story about how I'd be excited to get the message because it'll be like three o'clock in the morning here, but it's midday back in Iraq. Right. So I'm in my, in my office, uh, I'm going away, going away. And then I get that Skype message from her and I'm like, boom, okay. I don't care what's going on. They can rocket us right now. I'm about to uh, chatter back. So, you know, those types of things. And, and from there just going and going and going, growing and growing and that relationship growing. So I always think back to that, that particular time and i and you know it's it's a it's an innocuous picture it's nothing that was super special like it wasn't like a a super sexy pic it wasn't even a full body pic like literally i could see her hair and her eyes and for some reason it just like really made a big impression on me so i'm just gonna i'm gonna roll with that one as as the 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 highest point uh because it started everything else i think that's a good answer Um, I think that was good too. I love it. Um, mine is really short. Go? I was, yeah, I was in college. I was at the University of Mobile, and I was in nursing school. And if you're in nursing school at the University of Mobile, you have to maintain an eighty average, uh, which is considered a C. But as far as I'm concerned, it was a B. <laughs> so, um, so right before finals. My professor told me I needed to make an 86 on my final exam to to even have an 80. And so I went in, I took the final exam. It was like 100 questions. I was like, Jesus. And in nursing school, it's always what is like all the answers can be correct. But what is the best answer? So anyway, took the test. You had an option of waiting for your results or you could leave and they would um, call you or whatever. I, I waited. So I remember going before my professor and I was standing in front of her and she looked down at her grade book. She looked at me and I'm like, please Lord, please Lord. And she looked at me and she said, LaShondra, you made an 86. And I just remember crying. I just remember praising God and just thanking Jesus. And although I didn't finish nursing school, but I remember how determined I was to get my all. I gave it my all. I studied, um, you know, I did I did the best that, you know, I thought I knew what, and, and, and that was some, ooh, 19 some years ago, 19, 20 years ago, what have you, when I was in college, that was my freshman, freshman, sophomore year of college. And although I did not continue nursing school, but even now, I still remember that moment of how determined I was. And even right now, I, if I put my mind to it, and I always go back to that day when I was in, in college, in nursing school, I gave it my all. And even to this day, I give it my all. So yeah, that I think that was one of my my highlights. That's nice. Yeah, that's dope. I've been there. I've, I've been there where like you got it. It's all or nothing. If I can't make this, it's all for not. So that's that's dope. Of course, anybody knows me. Me and Rise are two peas in a pod, but we're completely different on everything as as well. My story is very similar to Rise. It's anybody that knows me. Um, I was like anti marriage, anti you know all that stuff. It took me a lot to actually be in a quote-unquote relationship i wasn't big on titles so for me it would be the day that i met my wife because Mm. it 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 put it put so many things it changed my trajectory for life point point blank so um set this up it was november 9th 2008 it was actually my line anniversary seven years in the fret so i'm 
hanging out with my line brothers and some the Florida State bros. It was a Florida State Clemson game. It was a uh, they were tailgating and me being young flirtatious Ferg at the point I'm looking for the cutest chick there because I'm about to shoot my shot because that's what I do. And this young chick caught my eye and I thought I thought she was I've never met her. I thought she was out of town Delta so about to shoot my shot to see how this goes. And so we were playing drinking games and talking and stuff like that. And so we end up actually like later that night getting off to the side and talking. Then I found out she was going to Florida State and she was young and stuff like that. And everything in in my fergness told me that you should stop talking to her because this is a waste of time because it had nothing. There was no possible good end to this. She's young. She's she's here like it's, it's a waste of time. But that conversation I had with her that night just sparked so many things. It was like I couldn't stop talking to her. It was something that kept making me go on and on and on and on. And we exchanged numbers. And, you know, I even like, hey, you have my number, you know, make sure you use it. Like, you know, I'm not we're not doing this for nothing. Like we need to figure out what this is going to go. And from that moment, you know, not even talking to her that long, you know, when we first started dating, it was it was something about her that made me realize that every relationship and everything I had dealt dealt with or done to that point was all for not or different because I think she was the first person and I couldn't put my finger on it. Um, and it took me a while to realize she was the first person that helped me understand what it's like to be loved the way I deserve to be loved. And so since that day, my, my wife, Sabrina has been my backbone. She's pushed me on so many things. And I, you know, I was, on my way to quit my job and I was in the somewhat of a funk and a depression. And I fast forward to, you know, today, uh, 2020 and the things I've been able to accomplish or we've been able to accomplish. And she's helped push me to, you know, to being in a, a, a great marriage and having two beautiful kids and somebody who didn't think, didn't think they want to have kids and, uh, trying to be a great husband and a great father and stuff like that for somebody who didn't think they were going to have kids or get married, you know, or live the life that I'm living financially uh, or any of this, I, I credit a lot of that to her, you know, and I thought marriage was a shamble. Uh, it, was a, it, was, it was a waste of time. And it was overrated, as Byron overrated, said. Overrated, overrated, <laughs> as Byron said. It, it most definitely is overrated. But she taught me different. Like, to this day, I'm I'm one of those people that you don't hear a lot of guys talk about marriage the way I do. Now I do. I, I try to be realistic. My wife, because we've been together so long, she has a way of getting under my skin like nobody's business. Um, Rise has probably heard me talk about it more than anybody else. But I'm happy. You know, like I never thought you could be this happy in marriage because I didn't see. I didn't see marriages. Most marriages be like that. And most people push each other to be so successful and be so happy. And so, you know, the day I met her was a day my life was changed and headed for greatness. So, man, so great, an- great answers from everybody. Um, I guess for me, you know, I decided out of, um, you know, gra- graduation was was big for me, man. Like that was a very, very, very happy day for me. Graduation um, when I got married, just when those doors opened in Tabitha was like get ready to come down the aisle. I swear, like, a big-ass light just, boom, like, hit her. Like, like, she really did look, she always has looked beautiful, but, like, that day, it just was like, that's mine? Um, so that that was a good day. The house we're in now, man, I think I've mentioned this before. Like, growing up in Pritchard, I know uh, Bird is from Pritchard as well. Like, like I grew up 
Bird, you may be familiar. I grew up on Montgomery Street in a garage, a garage apartment behind my grandmother's house. So the house I'm living in now, we didn't see houses like that. And I just didn't think that I would ever be in a position to ever afford a house. Like, like I, 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 success to me was like a nice two bedroom apartment or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that was a big deal. But the winner, the nice house, the house, the nice house you got now. Cause I'm, 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 I'm trying to see how how flexy this is gonna be. Cause I got my I got my my flex pen going right now. Uh, Listen, it's not, it's not, nobody knows nobody Chateau knows how my house looks. Chateau de Buff. For all they know, it's it's just a little one bedroom uh, house. I mean, I'm just saying that I I didn't think I could get it. But the winner is the birth of Jasmine, man, because oh. of so many different emotions I had. Like I was happy, I was scared, I was nervous, I was I didn't know what to expect. I was I was down myself. Like, will I even be a good father at all? Mm-hmm. So. Just the birth of her, man. I just remember going to the hospital. It was on Halloween. I'm handing out candy to doctors and stuff. Like we had nurses. We had the most doctors and nurses in our room because they heard that's where the candy was. So it just was fun, man. And I've never loved somebody as much as I have in that girl. So um, the birth of her is the winner because of just the mix of emotions and the unknown, like graduation, that was just happiness. That was just happiness. Buying this house, happiness, you know what I'm saying? Maybe even some pride or whatever, but the birth of Jasmine is definitely like, I would say, the greatest day for me. I'm with it. All righty. Well, that was fun, fellas, and young lady. I'm so used to saying fellas. Another great episode, so uh, we're about to wrap it up. Buff, Rizzy, tell us what y'all want to do, and um, we're going to let Bird finish it off before I close. So, Well, first off, obviously, thank you, Bird, for making time for us. Um, we know you have a ton of things going on, and I don't say this lightly. We, we, we really are honored to have, have you on. Like, I was looking at your Instagram page the other day. I was like, holy sh! She got how many followers? <laughs> so... I, like when I called you a celebrity earlier, I I, I meant that. And, and you're so humble. And like she, like for those that don't know, she's on his, she's drinking like wine out of styrofoam cup and eating a Krispy Kreme donut. You know what I'm saying? Like so don't is that the don't, is that the strawberry field one? So don't. It's not the it's the glazed. I didn't want okay. the field. Right. So, so, so don't Byron, tell, tell her how you feel. Tell her how you feel about Krispy Kreme. Oh, Krispy Kreme is trash. But listen, I get it. You know everybody likes sugar. It's pretty much just bread and sugar. Like there are better bird, there are better donuts out there. That's all I'm saying. But if you, if you look at if you look she's, at she's hitting him with the soldier boy if everybody can't see. Yeah, she she literally hit him with the soldier boy. Trash. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody screenshot hey, this. Hey, unlike Melvin, I don't think Hearts is trash. See, Melvin thinks Krispy Kreme and Hearts is trash. So ooh, he just, uh, we, we got a that? we got a friend by the name of Melvin Johnson. My Facebook. cousin, he he real light skinned though. He real. Light-skinned. Oh, okay. That that's all you had to say, JP. Wow. <laughs> that's all you had to say. But no, I was, I was just gonna say, um, if you if you look at Bird, you you probably could think, oh man, she probably stuck up. But no, man, she's down to earth like a mug, man. So, uh, we appreciate having her on. Enjoyed the conversation, fellas. Um, go ahead, Rosie and Ali. <laughs> What Ollie, what is Ali holding? He he has a geode, so he's trying to show y'all the inside of the rock. 
to okay. see the crystals inside the geo. Oh, so. okay, okay, great TikTok video, Ali. Yeah, no, TikTok videos. No, uh, again, I want to echo what Byron said. Definitely, definitely appreciate everything. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, listeners, we appreciate everything that you guys have been doing. I, I have been promising a video and before Ferg calls me out on it, I've been promising that video about COVID and these, uh, these COVID checks, but, uh, life's just been getting in the way, man. This, uh, like I said, the, the working from home, the homeschooling and being a single dad now is I, I, I may not get it to you guys. And, and if I do, it's going to be too little too late but uh, I'll try my best to get that out to you guys if I can uh, other than that man just keep hitting us up sharing the stuff on Facebook sharing everything on Instagram we enjoy it we love it uh, we want to interact with you guys as much as possible so we appreciate that uh, and just keep rocking with us alright appreciate it Rizzy. so Bird uh, tell, tell before you leave tell the people where they can find you Leave them with some inspiration. Leave them with what you want to tell the people. Well, first thing first, I want to piggyback off what I said earlier. If you wanted to start that podcast or that business or that YouTube channel, whatever it is it may be, step one, just do it. Just start it already. And, of course, you can find my uh, my fashion influencer page, Young at Style. That's Y-O-U-N-G at A-T Style, S-T-Y-L-E, on Instagram and Facebook. And my, I am the co-owner of Shop Inside Out Clothing Boutique. That's Shop Inside Out. It's H-O-P-P, two P's, E-I-N-C-I-D-E-O-U-T, shopinsideout.com. And tell them birds and you. Y'all, I had freaking fun. Y'all have to invite me like every six months or something. Man. <laughs> <laughs> we had a blast, man. We're trying to put our people on. We're like, trying to put I our people on. I had so much fun. The energy was high. Um, I don't know if it was because I was drinking like wine or whatever, but I had I had fun. I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed seeing all of y'all. Araj, I don't know if um, Byron told you, but I really wanted to come to Birmingham yes. to support you and your family. Um, I'm, I still think about you all the time. I think about you know your family, um, just all your kids, all that. Just know you are still in my thoughts. You are still in my prayers. And I just and 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 when I say this, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I love each of y'all, all the way back too, from the, all the way back from the flow. I do like I genuinely love y'all, and I love y'all's friendship and the vibe and the energy that you guys give off. And like the young folks say, I put y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, hilarious. Do, do you have sundresses on your site? Yes, the words we have. Okay, we I'm just have making sure. I'm just saying. Man, I'm just saying. <laughs> I can't stand you know, right now. <laughs> Rizzy might, since Rizzy ain't putting that in the video, I might tell people to go buy some sundresses, you know? <laughs> well, y'all just make Is sure it, y'all go get some V-neck t-shirts, okay? Oh, I, trust me, I got them. Okay, what, what, Ferg has them. <laughs> Definitely a staple. <laughs> Gotta have some. I, I, I yes. keep those. Good job, staple piece. Good job, Arazio. Eight points for you. You know, I, I yeah, I keep it, I keep it basic. But no, um, want to thank you for coming on. It is a thank pleasure. You for having me. No, it was fun, man. Uh, you're welcome anytime. I I hope that you have continued success. We're gonna send people your way. Um, definitely gonna take a more look at your website. I don't know if you got men's stuff on there. Men's this is stuff on there. No, but we, not we, yet. we like fashion. We like fashion too. So. Uh, uh-huh. 
We do. I believe you. I believe we do. You. So I don't know. My my dad's a tailor, so I grew up around fashion. So oh, that's, okay. that's why so my dad actually has a shop in Mobile. Uh, so off Old Shell Road. So okay. I grew up wearing fitted clothes and making, you know, personal outfits and stuff when I was a kid. So that's the reason oh, I, I like to it. dress. So that's the reason I like I to dress. It. So, but no, I want to thank our listeners as usual. Thank you for coming on. Do a follow up. We actually, the wife and I did have our uh, first counseling session last Saturday. Dude uh, was pretty cool. Uh, I ain't cry, so I, I feel like that was a win. Um, but it was very interested, very, very interesting. I recommend it for everybody. We have another session coming up this week, but definitely it's helpful. And I think we're already breaking ground and starting to have conversations that we haven't had uh, that I didn't know we needed to have. So uh, that very interesting. Um, as far as what else I, I is going on so. in our world. I just want to just throw that out there that that we can count that as a flex too. I told you so. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, Riza. You know, I've been listening to you for years, man. So definitely a good thing. So anybody out there looking for counseling and everything, I recommend everybody on that listens to our show, go talk to your company and see if you have EAP. Most companies have two to three free counseling sessions. I think per, yeah, two to three, even maybe per incident, you know. So go look at your EAP, see if there's things you can take advantage of. I think it's a good start, and you'll be amazed. It's not as expensive as you think it, think it is. So that's great. So I want to give a shout-out to Rizzy for recommending it, Z for finding it, and most importantly, uh, once again, listeners, you know where to find us, Facebook, Instagram. Keep following, keep listening to us. So Six Rules of Podcast. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. We'll see you next week.